a Podcast One production. Created for expectant parents, new mums, new grandparents, or women thinking about becoming pregnant. This series guides you through the highs and lows of pregnancy, giving birth, and the complexities of parenting. Welcome to Birth, Baby, and Beyond with midwife Kath Curtin. Midwife Kath, it's uh, it's always really difficult uh, when you're preparing to have a family or whether you're extending your family to know exactly what to get. There is so much stuff out there when it comes mm. to preparing clothes and, and prams and goods and what do, you, what do you do? How do we make sense of it? Well, because there are so many goods out there, it's and it's really confusing for new mums and dads and they don't know. They ask girlfriends and family or they're given things. It's really important that you know what is good and where, not where to go, but just, just some basic ideas about um, prams, car seats, um, uh, baby carriers, things like that that are really important. So when you have a baby, you need a good pram, you need a good cot with a really good new mattress, you need... Um, a car seat that's been fitted, well fitted by uh, an experienced person and that it's stable in the car. And there, there's a lot of things that you can get. There's not a lot of things that you actually need for the baby. If you have a baby with reflux, a carrier that's really good that you can put onto yourself or your partner is, is amazing because it helps the baby be, be comforted by sitting upright and being faced in towards you and it's, it's, it's a way of treating reflux. So I personally don't know a lot about prams. I think they're all beautiful. In my day, there was like one pram that you got. Um, that's the only thing we said, oh, we'll get that. Didn't so, they just have like four wheels and they were the four wheels ones? And they were about, you know, 15 stone and you end up like a weightlifter after you've had a baby because they were so heavy and you had to lift them in the boot and the wheels and then the baby and it was really, really heavy. So today we have Carrie Edwards-Brit, who's a friend of mine, who is the director of the Amazing Baby Company and they have a range of prams, car seats, carriers and Carrie is knows a lot more about prams than I do so it's really great to be able to talk to someone that can give advice Carrie so what is your overall advice about a pram well I actually just worked at an expo over the weekend mm. and met so many first-time parents who just had this like look of constant shock on their face because of how many strollers there are out there it's like I mean it's like a, there's the Mercedes the Ferrari oh. there's the different price points there's all the trinkets you've got reverse mirrors it, you know it's got like you know doof doof I'm not ju- like it's oh. so confusing I had one of my dad say to me it was actually like buying a car he goes, yes. this is actually more important than buying a car because my is. wife is going to push it all day yes, every day. And yes. Like, you're going to push it as well, yes. buddy. So and brakes and that. things like that that are really important. Yeah. And so, look, um, something I've been doing this for 10 years now mm. and um, I've got some of the market-leading products, but there are a lot of good products on the market mm. and I understand that um, price point is always going to be an issue for some people, um, but you can always get a great product at mm. the price point that you're looking for. Mm. But 
Invest in your stroller, mm. and I agree with you. Cots are very important, mm. and car seats are very, very important very as important. well. Very important, everything. Yeah. Um, but a stroller is something that you're going to use probably every single day for three to four years. Three or four times a day. Oh, yeah. easily. If you need to get in the out, home. Yeah. Yeah, have yeah. your sanity, have yeah. some time to yourself. Yep. And uh, I, I was actually told when I very first started that parents should make a list and what's most important down to some of the things that, you know, just more of a wish list. Like I might want it to look really great or something like that. But would you want a straw that looked amazing but was heavy or you couldn't push it mm. or it didn't put a newborn in there or, I don't know, it, it It's not tall enough if you're, if you're tall or exactly. small. Exactly, yes. yes. It's a height, height issue. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So for me, some of the key important factors that parents need to consider is um, how does it fold? Right. Retailers are, are, especially the people selling the brand, are very good at showing you how easy something might be to fold, but it takes like 10 steps. Now, if you've got a crying baby and mm. you're in a car park and, you know, the baby's on your hip or something like mm. that and you're trying to fold this stroller with one hand and you mm. can't, break like, down. what do you do? Oh, absolute yeah. breakdown. Yeah. So something that's easy to fold. Um, weight of the stroller, people need to be realistic. There is this new trend at the moment that people want something ultra compact and ultra light because they want to take it on a plane. Mm. And I spoke to a couple over the weekend. I'm like, oh, so you do a lot of travel? No. Mm. So why does it need to be ultra mm. compact? Do you have a mm. small car? No. no. But they're going to do lots of walking. Mm. And I'm like, well, something ultra compact and small, that's not going to suit your lifestyle. Now, I understand you've got to be able to lift it, but someone might say, oh, 10 kilos is too heavy. I'm like, your baby's going to be 10 kilos before you know yeah. it. Yeah. So take into consideration um, that you need to be realistic about your expectations mm. of the stroller. So what would a pram, an average pram weigh? Oh, uh, look, I think if you can get something um, un, uh, around the 10 kilo mark mm. is, is pretty standard. There are some great strollers that are around the 7 to 8 kilo mark, mm. um, but then there are some that are 15 kilos. Right. Yeah. And, and and you know what? They're the people um, who buy that because of the look. They're yeah. really pretty and they may not fall down as easy and they're so heavy that they'll trade them in after six months right. because they just, they just can't just handle can't it. Handle. It's, it's too much. much it's start. Is. And you don't realise how much it is when you're pregnant until you have the baby to juggle plus a pram. And it's so important to have a pram that you can move, that yes. it's safe, that it's comfy for the baby, but you can move it and you've got... And, and also height, because I'm taller, I found that, you know, it was really important to have a high pram. And... Or, I don't know, can you adjust the, yeah, the handles yeah. out? Oh, yeah, 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 of course you can. Very, <laughs> very, very modern these <laughs> very days. Very modern, very modern. But oh. some you can't, so that is a consideration if you're tall. Yeah. And, and what about dimensions? Are they as, are they all as What's wide the, as each what other? What are the standards? Are they? No. no, so there's no standards for dimensions. Yeah. Um, but you know what, something very simple. Make sure it can fit through a standard door. Some of them oh, don't. Oh, hello. No, I no, know. And, and, and yeah. the thing is, people buy, they go, oh, how beautiful is that? And they go, actually, I can't get in the door of like just the office or yeah. going through going to see the doctor's room and things like that. So um, simple questions you can ask. Um, there are definitely some, as I said, that are more narrow and some that are larger. And the larger ones might have some um, benefits for you. So it is really um, catering for your needs. So thinking about, am I going to be active? Um, am I going to be in and out of a car on and off public transport? So therefore, you may want it a little bit lighter because yeah. you're going to be lifting it a lot. But if you're just walking from your house every day, then something with bigger wheels. Yeah. Wheel size is actually something that people should consider. Right. Um, we have quite a, di a few different... Um, 
different wheel sizes in our range and people quite often make the mistake of buying the very light compact one with the small wheels. Then after a year, they might contact us and say, well, you know what, my wheels have worn down because I walk three or four hours every day. Mm. And you're like, well, you could have invested in the one with just a little bit bigger wheel, an all-terrain wheel. Right. Yep. It wouldn't have worn down. And actually, it's so much nicer to push. Yeah. Front wheel suspension, yep. you know, it absorbs everything when it's you're like going for It's like a chariot these days. It's oh, not, yeah. yeah a it's, chariot. Yeah, the chariot, like the, the pram. And it's really important to have a great, comfortable pram that you can push. You will be walking a lot. And about, it's great mental health for the mums too. What about storage? Yeah, well, I guess that's once again, it just depends on the um, the person because people might have homes, they can keep them in the garage. A lot of people keep them in the back of the car. No, no, I mean storage on the pram. Oh, on the Some pram. people have got bags and they've got stuff underneath. Oh, oh and then yes. got the coffee cup holders. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can pretty much these days get accessories that will match anything that you're after. So if you want a coffee, coffee cup holder, yeah. not a problem whatsoever. But the thing is, is you've, you'll have your nappy bag, which will have um, the lion's share of everything that you're going to need when you go out. I think the bigger the baskets, like your handbag, the bigger bigger it is, the more you'll put in it. Yep. And then you'll realise as, as you have I've, two, three point. children or two or three strollers, you'll realise I probably okay. didn't need no. all of that space because you're going to fill it the bigger it is. But yes, um, storage compartment is uh, is important. You're super practical. I think that made sense to me. It's like your handbag. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Can I also ask and inquire, when you buy your pram, are you buying for a certain age, like from newborn to one year, or are you buying for the, the duration of that child till it finishes? Yeah, it's a great question. I think that's something that also some parents get confused about, that um, there are prams or strollers that will go from birth to um, or weight. We don't tend to do so much age these days because some kids may stay in a stroller until yep. four, but some will get out at two. Mm. So we give more of a, a weight range because as long mm. as you're under that, they're going to be safe in the stroller. Um, and I think that just depending on yeah, kind of what you're after with it. So what's the highest weight? Well, it. we actually have that, I believe, and I could be proven wrong yep. by someone who listens yeah, yeah, to this, yeah, yeah. but our City Elite holds 34 kilos. Jeez. It's like an eight-year-old. They, yeah. won't, they won't be in the stroller, but the whole thing oh, is... Oh, well, you never know. Yeah, sometimes be. they get tired and you're holding the baby yes. and then the toddler's in the... You know, the eight-year-old yeah, yeah. is in with the toddler on top. Well, oh, um, don't do that. Our city elite actually um, is used for special needs children. Yes. Um, really big um, seat. They can yes. hold 34 kilos. So they may be a five or six-year-old before they transition into yeah. more of a special needs um, push chair. Yeah. It uh, means they can actually just stay in a stroller for a lot longer. Yeah. Do all prams turn around these days? No. no. No, they don't. And um, I think the, to the previous question as well, like how long can they stay in them for? Some of them aren't approved for birth. Um, they might be from six months. So that's what the Australian standard is. Mm. They can either be from birth or from six months plus. Mm. There's really nothing in between. Mm. And so if they are a six-month plus stroller or pram, you'll either need to use a car capsule, so you turn it into a travel system, or you use a bassinet, so the child faces you. Oh, right, like a Moses basket, like the flat. Correct, yeah, yeah so they're sure. flat. Yeah. Um, now, um, there are, a lot of the prams on the market, maybe 50%, you'd say, mm. are forward-facing, and some of them can be rear-facing right. as well. Yeah. Um, look, it's personal preference at the end of the day. Some people want to look at their baby for the first six months. and meant some people that say, I just want one stroller that's from zero to four years old. I don't and want any it. accessories. Yeah. I just want the baby in there and to be happy and to be yes. safe and all of those things. And there are those on the market as well. Right. What about um, 
breaks, Kath. Mm. You know, breaks, breaking systems, mm. you know, it's, you've got wrist things and things on your feet yeah. and what, what carry? Yeah, so um, the wrist strap is a mandatory standard now in Australia mm. and it's really important and I know that parents, they see it and I've actually seen them give it to their toddler to hang on to. They think it's, you know, to help them look after their child but the whole thing is you wear it, it's really not that cumbersome. If anything happens, the brake fails, you fall over, anything like that, the stroller is attached to you and it won't roll away. Mm. So it is actually a really important safety standard, but mm. I know a lot of um, parents don't use it. Well, I would I would say it's a must. I think it's you know it's a really important thing, and we can't get too blasé or cut corners with safety with children. It's really yes paramount. It's, no, it's number one, and you will walk a lot. It's you know at morning, night, lunchtime going to the mother's group, just doing shopping. It's just, the pram is everything. We've got one here in the um, in the studio and all that storage underneath, I think my handbag could get in there. And <laughs> it's, I know a lot of mothers are really, there's one hate I have and that's muslin wraps over the prams. It's just an issue with me because I worry about the babies not having any air and also they need to look outside and sun and, and fresh air and wind, it doesn't hurt the baby. Now, obviously, we're talking about a walk, not standing the baby in a, in the forty degrees heat. Um, but that co- that cover is enough to cover the baby, but still have the fresh air come in. Uh, baby Jogger actually has um, the biggest canopy on the market for coverage, and it's SPF fifty plus. There are a few other brands that do the SPF fifty plus canopy, and it's really important for the harsh Australian sun. Yes, but I'm with you putting wraps over it and things like that. Um, so hot. Oh, it's I actually so had to hot. stop someone the other day just... because it was quite a warm day here in Melbourne. Unusual, but it was. <laughs> and um, they actually they had a blanket over covering over the the um, the pram. And I went up to them and said, "Look, you might need to you know get some air and it'll take take the blanket off because it's it's just dead hot inside that um, pram. You just don't realise it. There's well, no you think air. You're providing sh- shade, but you're actually kind of exactly. restricting air. You're doing right. it. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, a lot of women do it because they don't know why they're doing it because they're copying everyone else. <laughs> and so I'm on a campaign to take the... And I love muslin wraps. Like, they're my cath wrap. You know, I go to wraps, but they're not for prams. You need to wrap babies up rather than put them over the pram. The baby needs some fresh air. It's so, so important. We don't want any any issues or you know, any tragedies to happen. Is ventilation... Can you have, like, little side vents on the, on the pram? Yeah, of course. Uh, you have a peep hole, do yeah. Yeah, and on the back of the seat sometimes and it just depends on the, on the model and which brand you're after as well. So they're things to consider. Yeah. If you're going to be very active, making sure that there is that ventilation. What about um, actually jogging? Yeah, oh, sure. Not me, but yeah, sure. I don't do uh, that. I don't take any calls on jogging. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, um, <laughs> I like to ask the mum, did you run before you had the baby? Yes. Because uh, I think some mums think that I'm going to have a baby, I'm going to have all this time on my hands, I'm going to get active, I'm going to go running. running it's not. Like, if you didn't run before, you're probably not going to run after. Now, I'm 100%. sure there are people out there who did. No. But I was saying, well, you should be buying the product that suits your lifestyle. I can't get this um, through to people enough. Yeah. Because some people, it doesn't matter what your best friend has and it doesn't matter what the um, local celebrity has. No. Because if it's not going to suit you, you're going to trade it in, you're going to get another one. And um, for me, 
I want people to have the right fit for product because you can imagine the landfill that we create for our baby industry. Oh. Um, it's, it's just phenomenal. And yeah. the ima- how many strollers parents own per, chi- per child, per family really? is just phenomenal. Um, it is absolutely wow. ri- ridiculous. I read um, somewhere, as a couple of years ago, it was, I believe it was about 2.7 strollers per child, per family these days. And you... People do that face. Kath has a shocked look on her face. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then Insert you speak chocolate. to them and then they're like, oh, actually, no, I, I bought this first one, like the very first one. I didn't like it, so I got the second one. They want a family. I went on a holiday, so I got a light one. And then I bought one for grandma. Then we had another child, so we got the double. Goodness. Then we got the other one, got out of the stroller, so I went back to a single. And then you're like, actually, Then had yeah. the mistake, had twins. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so suddenly, yeah, I did. I owned nine and I had two kids. It's, it's wow. really... But then some people, um, they are actually very much um, a fashion piece now as well. Yes, they are. That people love like going, oh, well, I have... Whatever brand, brand it might be, yes. and they're just like, "Oh wow, you, you you know, you must be doing very well because it's two thousand dollars." But more than likely, you know, it, does it suit them? If it does, awesome, and they'll be brand loyal. Um, but if not, then they'll move on because they're like, "Oh, actually, the functionality okay. doesn't work so much." So, can I ask about? A, ro- a price range, Carrie? Yes. Uh, so, realistically, you can get a stroller or a pram um, from the two, three to $300 mark. Yep. Um, but you, they can go up to three or $4,000. Right. So, that's top of the range. That's top of the range. Right. Yes. Uh, and I just, I would really just stress to people this um, research before you buy the really expensive one. Yeah. Uh, yes, it might be all fun and games and that's what I don't know, a celebrity has or your best friend has, but is it going to be what's uh, what right want. for you? Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, that, that's, that's, like, that's really great information. Now let's talk about car seats. Yes. What, this is another essential. Huge issue. Yes. You see, I, a lot of people ask me about them and I'm like, I don't know because we had one capsules back in, you know, back in the day. So it's... And, and again, people don't know what they don't know and they go into a big department store and they're overwhelmed with information. So what are the things that you look for, Carrie? And what are I know there's some stay in the stay in the car, some you can put on the on the pram. Mm-hmm. I also know from a professional side that we don't want the babies to be in the pram for, in the capsule on the pram for a long time. Yes. I actually like the babies to be in that flat the flatter um, like uh, pram, the bassinet, for so they can do some play mm-hmm. and they can you know, lay on their tummy or they can do some play time while while you're pushing the pram. And that's really part of the process of, of feeding, playing, feeding, playing, and helps the baby sleep and it's it's really important. So what's what are the key issues with um, a car seat? So car seats, you're right, there are so many on the market. We're really lucky in Australia, though, we have um, very strict high standards for a lot of our baby products. And so any reputable retailer that's selling a car seat, you should be comfortable knowing that they're going to be safe. Mm. Um, but then it's it's like your car or anything like that. Um, you start at your basic features and your, and your basic run-of-the-mill car seats, and then they work their way up and they can be like the Rolls-Royce version mm. of them. Um, so, as you said before, there's a car capsule mm-hmm. um, or also known as an infant carrier. And those are the ones now that have become very popular that come out of the uh, car and they click directly onto the stroller and then they click back from the stroller back into the car. Mm. Now, they are traditionally from zero to six months or zero to 12 months, depending on the brand. Oh. And they're just rear facing. Right. Um, look, there's a big push here to keep the child rear facing as long yes. as possible yes. because there's so many statistics to show that the um, when you're in a car accident, if the child is facing rear, um, the impact on them is significantly less. Right. So yeah. um, less chance of them um, having any injury. Yes. Yep. 
I believe in Sweden, um, they're rear facing until they're four. Mm. Now, you can imagine a four-year-old, quite a big four-year-old, facing rear. Mm. Um, they get quite tucked up. They do everything but, well in Sweden. But they the, know they've the got main the, thing yep, is, it's the because of the testing that they've done, yep. that's just what's safe. And is this, this these statistics are obviously from, are they, um, where are we getting those statistics from? Yeah, sorry. Um, so, no, in Sweden, um, it's it's the governing body of the safety standards. And so in Australia, um, it's to rear facing for 12 months, but they're doing a bit of a push to try and keep them for 18 months, oh. depending on the product. Okay, discussion. Yeah, cool. Yeah, um, and and uh, our safety standards are forever being um, evolved, um, just depending on whatever, I guess, statistics that they mm. have or cra- um, crashing that they have, because they actually crash them to test them, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, so it's zero to 12 or, um, sorry, six months or zero to 12 months um, for a car capsule. Now, the trend with that is exactly what you're saying. It's, um, it's we're selling them this convenience mm. that if the baby's asleep, you don't have to wake the baby. You take them straight out while they're sleeping because mm. our parents get scared about waking the baby because mm. they're sleeping. Mm. But there's now this really um, big concern that they might be staying in this curved yep. um, area for three, four, five hours yep. because they drive wherever they're going and they click them out. They go shopping, they go out for lunch or whatever it is and they click them back in and they then stay they, in there. Then they get home and because they're sleeping, they stay in them for another yep. couple of hours. Yes. So, wow. so they're doing this for 10 hours, but it can be quite a few hours overall and they're hot, aren't they? They are very hot and they're sort of like, have a velour, all car seats have like a velour, or is it velour, what is it? Yeah, I don't actually know exactly what the fabric's called, but I know what you're talking about. It's it, Look, they're all um, safety standard tested, yes. um, but they're so cocooned yes. in, there's no Which is what we no want, yeah, but they just don't move and they're hot and it's usually black. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah predominantly black, black yeah. yes. Yeah. And now it's the, um, the car seats haven't tended to keep up with um, what they're being used for, so going onto a stroller and then their canopies are very small so then the children are out in the elements without mm. having any cover. Um, so that's a, that's a car capsule, um, as I said, becoming very co- popular. The next one up from that um, is what's called a convertible. Now, that just stays permanently in your car, rear-facing from either 1 to 18 months, depending, mm. obviously, on the brand, and then the actual capsule faces oh, forward. turns around and becomes uh, the car seat. Exactly, yep. and it goes up to four years, traditionally. There are some new ones now that go from zero to eight years. Yep, yep. Once again, parents buy them going, yep, I just want one product, that's all I want. Mm. The likelihood of you hanging on to this product for eight years, mm. of a child eating in it, you know, mm. um, spilling drinks on it, throwing up on it, yeah. all of this for eight Wee, whole poo, years. Everything. Yeah, exactly. You'll, all the time, Brooke. Uh, they'll be upgrading that because it'll be discussed. And the thing is, you'll probably change your car. And yes, then you're like, I yes. don't want that old no, thing sitting no. in the back of my car. And so with the rear-facing ones that they can that stay in the car, these convertible ones, then they need the pram to con- to transfer the baby out of the out of the pram into either a carrier or into a, a, a pram. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And the other thing that I think about is is the heat in the car because uh, if you've got a car that's not in in a garage and it's outside, especially in the Australian heat, they get really hot. So these car seats are really hot when you're putting a baby in, and then you put the baby in the hot seat, and then they tend to just they heat up and they just get really sweaty. So if you're Keeping your car outside, I always encourage parents to turn the car on for a few minutes, cool the car down, and then 
put the put the little one in, especially the newborn babies when they're going to appointments, so and it's so hot. And what are the price points for that? Okay. Uh, once again, you can really start anywhere from like ninety nine dollars up to. It depends on how long it lasts for. Obviously, the long the longevity of the product, the more expensive it gets. A capsule, though, um, the infant carrier might be more around the three hundred to five hundred dollar mark, and then um, and then the other ones could be anything from probably 99 to $600 and then $700, $800. Really, it's as much as you're prepared and to spend on it. what's the top of the range? Uh, is in brand? Yeah, or oh, no, in price. In pro- oh, I think the most expensive one I've seen is about the $800 mark. Okay. But that's not an infant carrier, that's an all-in. Right. And, and it will last for a very long time. Yeah. But the average price for like a carrier would be four or $500, the same sort of thing for um, a convertible. Yeah. But there really are uh, a price point that will suit any family because the likes of Big W or um, Kmart, they will sell, yes. sell them as well as um, someone like a Baby Bunting or Toys R Us. So they do cater for all price ranges because it is mandatory. You can't yeah, you cannot exactly. put a baby in a car without a car seat or a taxi. Uh, oh, nothing. No, nothing. Any car. No. no. No, Uber? no, you always have to Uber, always have to have um, the baby in a capsule Correct. or a car seat. What I understand, what happened years ago, and I'm only taking this from reference from many years ago, is that if a car had been in a car accident and the capsule had been in it, is it still deemed as unsafe? Yes. Yep. So um, from all the brands that I know... Right. Um, a car seat only has a one crash life mm. and you can get them assessed to see if they're still okay. So that's why we were talking about the importance of um, some of the products that you purchase. And I understand um, the secondhand market is making such a big resurgence at the moment, especially in the baby industry. But car seats is really something that you shouldn't buy secondhand mm. unless you know the person. So like that's if your right. sister's handing it down to you, okay, that's fine. But there, there's no um, way for you to just tell to the naked eye if it's been, been in a crash or not. And they only mm. guarantee it for one crash. That's right. Yep. Um, and you know, some some companies have a trade-in. Um, you, you're Car insurance covers it as well. Okay, right. Um, for those, yeah. But it's just one of those things you wouldn't risk it. No, and, and not a lot of people know about it. Oh no, they really don't. What um, what if you are in a car accident and you need to go somewhere? So you can ring the insurance. They they yes, they will they will. Um, get a new one soon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's covered under your car yeah. policy, um, what about, generally speaking. What about councils? Are they still doing captions? There are some councils that are. I know yeah. it was before my time that there were there were councils. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. So <laughs> before my time in the <laughs> baby industry. Yes, sorry, but not when say. you're a baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they used to um, be able to give them out. You go down to That's your right. local community. I believe there are still some that do that, but I don't think it's as widespread as it used to be. Yeah. Um, now, the other option, um, which I always recommend to uh, families, which people think I'm crazy because I sell the product, is hire for baby. Mm. Um, there is this hire for baby chain uh, and also there are other independent companies that hire out car seats and car capsules and, and strollers and things like that. And for a car capsule, um, you only use it for six to maximum 12 months and it could cost you $500. Mm. Now, if you if it's for your first child and you're going to keep it yourself and you, you want to have more children, mm. well, it's a great investment. But for some people, just to use it to click on and click off your stroller, you don't know if you actually want to use it this way, you can hire them and it's a, a fraction of the cost. Right. 
Um, also, that means if you go travelling over um, you know, interstate up to Queensland, WA, you don't want to take all your stuff with you. You can hire them from right. these places or, as we spoke about before, you could hire joggers. So it could be like, okay, I'm going to have my everyday stroller, but for two months I'm going to hire a, an I'm actual jog running for two stroller yeah. and I'm going to see if I get fit. And if I do, well, then I'll buy one. But if oh, not, you don't idea. have to actually invest the money yeah. just to trial it out that way. So mm. we've spoken about prams and we've spoken about capsules and these are the essential things. What else is completely essential? Well, the carriers aren't essential, but they're fabulous, aren't they? Yes, they really are. They really are. They're... Look, I, I I just think they're great because you, you can be hands-free, you can have your baby close, um, you can go walking, you can cook, you can do anything with the carriers. And um, what I like about some of the carriers, and especially yours, it's got a seat in it where the, the baby mm. can actually sit in and they and they look, they're, they're fabulous. For the guys or partners, wow, they're like, they go out with the baby in the carrier Instant friends, Brooke. So, <laughs> well, so that's a good, that's a win-win you had situation. A dog, if you had a dog, a lot of friends. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but but what else is what else is essential, Kat? Because as you said earlier, the whole point of the premise of this discussion is that there's so much baby stuff. It's a huge multi-billion-dollar yeah. industry, and like everything, you go out and you you know you look at the shelves and you think I've got to have that, and I've got to have the marketing is amazing around it. What else do we actually need? Can I say, like, where we're at the expos and, as I said, these first-time parents walk around in a state of shock and they're like, I need all of this. Mm. And I was like, well, no, you, no. you won't need it all. And it, it sometimes it feels like any person who's ever had a baby and had something happen, they created a product yes. to try and fix it. Yes. And I say this about all of our like, baby drug strollers mm. or um, the car seats or anything that we sell. I actually say, start using it and then add on all the extras that you might need a little bit later on yeah. because so many parents, especially first time, they buy one of everything and then they're like, I never used half never of used it. Never used it, yeah. And it's just like, it's such a waste. Yeah. Uh, and the thing is, it's always going to be there later, have the baby yes. and, and, and see add what, it on. You, and what you think you're yeah. going to need. Um, the carriers are something that are fantastic for convenience. As Kath said, you don't necessarily have to use one. If you're going to use a stroller and things like that, people don't use them. And there's so many different types of carriers. There's the structured ones and the slings and all mm. of those. So it's once again, it depends on what um, what, you're what you into. want. Yeah, and also about your baby. Yes. Some babies really need to be held a lot. And you know, I keep going back to reflux. If you've got a baby with reflux, and then every time you put them down, they're not they're not they're not sleeping or waking up. It's really great to be able to have a um, a carrier, and you know, it's it's just a. It's it's comforting for the baby. It's comforting for you, and it's a way of getting around. Mm. Um, what about um, uh, mattresses, um, cots? A lot of people hand down stuff, which is fine at a level. But we talked about the car seats, which is not that fine. Uh, well, not the car seats. The, um, the yeah, the capsules. Um, but cots also uh, are really important. That a mattress. There's a really you know, safe mattress. Yeah. And a new mattress, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know how deep you want me to go into it in this type of conversation, but I heard a very, very, very sad story um, two years ago, and it has to do with just having a safe mattress, that the family thought they couldn't afford a proper mattress, so they bought one of those um, fold-out um, chairs, you know, those um, padded uh, mm. cushiony chairs that you get for like $19, but you roll it out, yep, and yep. You, they look like toddlers meant to watch TV um, yeah, yeah. while sitting yep. in them, and they bought one of those because they couldn't. Afford, they thought they couldn't afford a, ba um, a mattress, and the child, unfortunately, 
unfortunately became entrapped in it during the night and passed away. Mm. Um, and that's why they have to keep um, looking at the safety standards mm. on that. Um, it's just important, like you said, the structure, just making sure um, everything passes Australian standards. Mm. Yes, the products in Australia are more expensive than they are overseas. Mm. But we have some of the highest safety standards in Australia for a reason. Yes. And some people think that it's, you know, nanny state and, you know, big brother, we shouldn't be so, um, I don't know, watched and looked after when it comes to this. But these are babies and your children you're yes. referring to. Yep. So if you want to cut costs on certain things, um, there are just really important things you shouldn't and, you know, car seats. And the mattress is important. The so mattress is everything. A well, really thick, thick inner spring mattress that you can buy and a new one. If, you're, if you have a hand-me-down frame of a, of a cot... Um, which, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, you know I've got, mum's got my cot from when I was young. And it, it's it's romantic. It's like a pram or like a cradle or things like that, that this is the babe, this was the cradle I was in. They won't pass the standards these days. So it's it's all well and good to, to have that, but you need to think of the safety and you need to talk to someone who knows a lot about these um uh, products. Oh, and what constitutes a safe mattress? Well, I think at the end of the day, any reputable retailer in Australia who's selling it, it will pass the mandatory mm. standards. Uh, I'm not, I'm it's not, not the e- I'm not an expert no, not, no. on, on, I'm not on the mattress, no. but the main thing is um, retailers, we have to submit in safety certificates to them to make sure that they're um, selling what we're selling them passes the standards. And so there are definitely different types of mattresses. Um, but if a reputable retailer is selling it, you should be confident to know that it's um, safe. But you have to use it in the right way. Because as mm. Cass saying, you might have a, a cot from 20 years ago and then you buy an ill-fitting mattress for it, which means it creates the entrapments on the edge where the baby can roll over into, get stuck, they can't get themselves out. Mm, right. And they're sleeping. And back in the day when we didn't have safety standards, mm. they had big gaps that, you know, babies could fall into mm. and things like that. I know we all survived, but, <laughs> but some didn't. What, what they're trying to do some is didn't. they're Believe trying me, they to, yep. yeah, they're trying to reduce the risk of anything happening. Yep. What about walkie-talkies? Do you know the the, the monitors and the... I don't think they're called that at all. Well, what, are they, what are they called? Monitors, baby? Monitors. Monitors. <laughs> yeah. Cut it out, you two. Baby monitors. Rubber ducky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, baby monitors. Are they essential? No, no, no. They're not essential. They're they're fine. I've had a lot of mums stay awake watching their baby sleep. (laughs) (laughs) That's not healthy. Um, They're they're not they're not necessary. They're they're fantastic. They they're amazing, but they're not necessary. Uh, You can get monitors that that play play music to the baby you can get monitors that you can talk to the baby you can see the baby moving a light comes on like a dull light a, a purple light comes on and, and you can see the baby move anytime the baby moves the the, the, the light activates um, there's a lot out there there's also um, we have a lot of worried well parents so everyone worries worries about SIDS it's 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 a real worry, and we need to look at what is um, uh, safe and what is okay. And the monitors are really safe, but they're not going to prevent SIDS. You know, they don't prevent these incidents incidences happening. So um, it's you need to feel comfortable keeping your baby next to you. Babies are really noisy overnight. I like a noisy baby. I think it's good. So they they tend to you know move around and grunt and groan, but that's that's having a baby in, into in in next to you in the room. So monitors are at the end of the day 
it's a it's a personal choice what you like and what you want. But they're not a babysitter and they're not a person. <laughs> they're actually a monitor. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's something that uh, you need to use as directed. And any thoughts on the, you know, the development gadgets? There's all those, you know, you get this and it twists and turns and that stimulates baby and... Oh, you've hit a sore spot there. I'm really keen on giving the baby baby freedom on the floor with nothing over them because they've got their hands, their feet and their, their eyes and they look and they search and they that's how they move. If, if we put gadgets over our babies, like, you know, toys or things that move, pe- babies just stay there like this and they look at them and they're like, do nothing. That's like me at the gym. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, so, I get it. I understand you what it. you're saying. So what we want is, what I what I love about babies is that babies have, well, Mother Nature's got a plan and the plan is that a newborn baby by 12 months should be nearly ready to walk or at least cruising around the furniture, standing, nearly walking. So that's the progressive development of a baby. If we stop the baby from doing any movement, it stops the progressive development. So if we put the baby under one of those play gyms and they just lay there and look at it, they don't roll. If they don't roll, they don't turn around. If they don't go backwards, they don't go forwards. If you um, sit them, just sitting them on the, on, the, on the carpet, if you just sit them with toys around them, they'll just sit there for months, for months, and they'll be fine, except they won't walk. So I have a lot of people coming to me at 18 months, 20 months saying, my child hasn't walked yet. And so I go back on the history and have you sat the baby? Have you put a baby in a seat or one of those things with wheels that they walk around and they think they're fun or those those things on the on the, um, the jumping, door that, the that jumps? Bounces. And anything that I call containers that actually stops a baby that looks like fun does something to their development. So you need to give the baby freedom and that is on the floor, and nothing. Your toy, a few toys, but you don't have to inundate them with toys. The it's old just... box, like Harry and I grew up with. Here's a box. Go make your own fun. <laughs> Good luck with it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, more, on a more serious note, in your in your professional life, Carrie, are you um, are there guiding standards around those type of items? Do you know? Oh, pretty much anything that's electrical, there is as well. Is that what you're referring yeah. to? Yeah. Like the oh, toy standards. We've got one of the highest toy standards in the world. Um, so toys. There's not much that doesn't have um, a stand in Australia. I know um, high chairs, we don't. Um, And sometimes the Australian government says as long as you have the European or the American standard on certain things, that's okay. But it depends unless they've they've got their own standard. Mm, Interesting. But I know the actual play mat, there's no standard for a play mat, let's say. Um, But the, the rocker, the swings... There definitely is. So many mums will say to me, I don't use the bouncer unless I go in and have a shower. Well, personally, I'd say that's the worst time to use the bouncer because they can actually fall out of them. They can have the bouncer fall on top of them. Babies want to move. Mother Nature wants them to move. They want them to grow, want them to stand, want them to walk and move on. They don't want them to keep still because they really do lose that opportunity to develop. to develop. And and the physical development of a child in the first 12 months is magical. If you've got a newborn little baby from at birth who's so helpless and just in your arms, 12 months, fast forward that 12 months, standing up, walking. 
like a robot. They're amazing little scientists. <laughs> so we don't want to stop them. So don't stop them. It is harder work, so believe what you, me. What, what do you do? I mean, if, it, if a bouncer works for you, that's fine? Yes, mm, but they don't need that. Babies just need the floor or your arms. So just what, put them on a towel on the floor while put you have on a shower? On a, um, well, you can put them in the, in the shower, um, in the bathroom with you on a, on a, on a mat or mm. a towel mm. and they'll be fine even if they have a little cry. That's been really interesting, Carrie, about uh, all the products, and I've learnt learnt lots now. Um, And I think we need to just just review how how important these safety standards are for for parents to look at it and to read. Rather than having it pretty, it's about the safety. It really is, because um, at the end of the day, I know we we spoke about it before, but um, parents hunt out like the cheapest product Mm. and they find it online and and all these things. But when you ship it in, one, you don't know the retailer. You don't know if it's a genuine product. You don't know the history of the product. You don't know if it meets any safety standard. Or if it doesn't meet the Australian safety standard, you don't know how safe the other standard may be. Mm. Also, we find it all the time that people might purchase, let's say, a baby jogger directly from America. And they're like, well, it's exactly the same. And I'm Mm. like, no, it's not. Mm. Our products in Australia, if it's a reputable brand, will be built from scratch to meet the Australian standard. It's not like we get an American product and we whack a wrist strap on it and a red brake and that's all there is. And people say to me all the time, well, then what else is there? I'm like, well, if you, feel, if you want to go through the 30-page document of mm. <laughs> safety standards, feel free to do it. Mm. But um, also, your warranty is only valid in um, the country where you purchase it, generally speaking. Oh, that's interesting. So the thing is, if you purchase um, any of the brands here in Australia, you'll get the customer service here. So if anything does happen, and mm. it, it can happen, and yep. that's why you've got warranties there, that the company will be able to look after you. Um, like, for example, with our company, we deliver any um, replacement part directly to your home mm. because parents have already got a hard enough um, mm. job. They don't want to have to take it down to a repair centre or into a retail shop or mm. anything like that. So purchasing in Australia is actually very important. And I can't stress this enough, especially for car seats. Mm. We hear about it all the time that people are bringing in car seats from overseas because they're cheaper. Um, they might still be a reputable brand, but the thing is, if anything goes wrong with it or if you have an accident and it doesn't protect your child, you've got no leg to stand on, mm. so to speak, because um, it, you didn't purchase it over here. It doesn't meet the Australian standards. I, I believe the law is you're meant to have the Australian standard, but, you know, the no. police aren't stopping you no. coming around going, let yep. me see, see it's the Australian yep. standard. But, like, with um, the the toddler seats, um, they're called booster seats, I guess. Yep. Um, when we were growing up, remember we had those little dicky seats? Things, yeah. Little dicky yeah. seats that had, like, no back or anything yeah, like that. hilarious. Oh, I haven't thought about that for years. Oh, yes. And I, you thought you were so cool because you were suddenly out of the car seat, yeah. but you had this little dicky seat underneath you. Well, they're illegal now in Australia. Yeah, yeah, oh. highly illegal. But that's the thing, <laughs> you can actually get them overseas still because they're not illegal overseas. Oh. So people bring them in. I'm like, Keep it, Brooke. No, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> but I was like, but oh, it's obviously the Australian government have deemed them to be unsafe. Why, For a reason. But why would you then suddenly bring it in from overseas? Yeah. Like, you know, it's not safe. Oh, it just yeah, bamboozles yeah, yeah. you. Yeah, some of the things that parents do to save a dollar. Like, just find then a product in Australia that meets your, um, your price point. point. Yeah, that's yes, right. Yes, it's really important. So what I'm getting out of this today has basically been write a list of your environment and what you need from your product, yes. what your price point is, and don't worry about the Joneses and what they're pushing. Very mm. much so. And your lifestyle. Yeah. Your lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. yeah your environment. And yeah. really so try the product as much as possible in store. 
really, because I know can you I'm, put your baby in it, or yes, is that of like course a, you can. Yeah, but usually you might purchase it before you've got your baby. Put if the it's teddy a stroller, bear, in, let's yeah. say. Um, but as I said to you, I've seen some horrendously folding strollers, and the people go like, "Oh, look how great it is! Ten steps." And you're like, ten steps." So have a go at trying to fold it. Have a Good go luck at with it. your projects. Yeah. yeah, have a go. Have a go at installing it into the car. They will actually take it out and in, and show you it in a car and things like that. Because also, if you can't lift the capsule in and out because it's too heavy, like or it won't detach, like seriously, go in there and do your research. Online sales have increased, however, not in these key areas because people need to touch and feel and they want to yes. feel good about it. Yes. They might then buy online because they're trying to get a good price. Yes. But go in store and actually ask them, can I fit this in my boot? Yes. Because do you know how many strollers people buy in their car and they've got to take <gasps> a wheel off and things like that? And they're like, oh, no, it's fine. I'll just remove four wheels. And, no, oh, when you've got a crying gonna... baby, you don't want to remove wheels, I can tell you. I'll put the basket in the back seat and no, all these different no. types of things. So be practical and don't be afraid to ask. Correct. Yep. Don't be afraid. This is what I want to do. Show That's me. It. Yeah, let me do it. Yeah. One more issue I'd like to bring up, and that is about when new parents cross the road or hop on transport or trains with a pram. It's really important to think about things. A, always put the pram behind you and look out to see if there's a car coming. Don't push the pram out and then look. And Carrie, there's some issues going on or there's some um, talk about train travel at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, the Victorian government's doing a very big push with that at the moment, that you turn the stroller on its side... Um, on the side mm-hmm. um, because if the stroller is facing the train tracks and you let go of it, it will roll towards the train tracks. If you park it on its side and somehow it gets away, it doesn't then roll down towards the um, the train tracks. So it's really important to always use your brake. Yes. And we've also... So parallel to the... Parallel to To it. the train tracks. Yeah, but always use the brake. Yes. But if you're using your wrist strap, it'll also never get away from you. Yeah. And also something that we um, get a lot of warranty cover for is parents using their strollers on stairs... Like thud, 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 thud going yeah. down the stairs, but escalators. <gasps> now, the shopping centres have big warnings saying do not put your um, pram really? or stroller on it because you've got to tilt it back. It's nowhere for it to go. Yeah. And so many a year like fall down, like oh. we hear about it. Use the lift. Yeah. Or use the ramp. Yeah. I know it might take a little bit longer. You might meet me. I'm always in the lift. Oh, there you yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> Not with a pram. <laughs> but <laughs> it's really, there's some important facts to remember. Carrie, that's been fantastic. I've learned so much. I really have. So it's been, it's been really fun. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks. This has been Birth, Baby and Beyond with midwife Kath Curtin. Birth, Baby and Beyond is recorded in the studios of Podcast One Melbourne, Australia. Executive producer is Brooke Carrigan. Audio production by Darcy Thompson and music by Matt Nikolic. For more episodes, head to podcastone.com.au or download the Podcast One app. A Podcast One production.